If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome to another fantastic episode of America's Healthcare Challenge. So pleased that you could join us here on the show as we cover all sorts of interesting things happening in the healthcare industry, changes in insurance, a little bit of politics here and there, making sure that uh, you're getting the most out of uh, your elected officials in Washington, as well as sharing with you some of the new and innovative things that are happening globally uh, all over uh, the, the world as it relates to healthcare. And that's why I'm so excited about this program today. Coming up next segment, you're going to hear from a couple of folks here locally doing some incredible things, and uh, they're going to share their story and their their program as part of what's coming up here on a Giving Tuesday, and we want to make you aware uh, of some of those things. And I'm also going to uh, share some of my thoughts at the bottom of the hour on healthreformexplained.com. You can see our post-election analysis and how all of these issues of healthcare affected uh, what we believe the outcome, what issues were most important to the voters, and uh, our analysis of where things might go in the next 100 days can be found on healthreformexplained.com. But first, before we get into that, I wanted to talk about a, a headline that I found this week that uh, really spoke out to me. I thought it was a, a great article. I would, uh, I guess it's an opinion piece, but they bring up a, a lot of really important points. And this on Forbes, 10 Steps to Rebuilding Healthcare uh, After a Potential Obamacare Collapse, which uh, with, these, uh, with, with the volatility on the political horizon, that's uh, certainly possible. And so these folks... Uh, outline the, these these 10, uh, 10 different strategies, Lindsey Boyd and Naomi Lopez-Bauman. Uh, they are the director of the Beacon Center of, of Tennessee, uh, which is a, a senior um, uh, healthcare fellow at this, uh, this, situa- this uh, organization that uh, was with the University of Tennessee. And so I'm going to run through these 10 uh, solutions that they have uh, should things collapse, and then we'll uh, take your calls about them uh, at the bottom of the hour as well. Lawmakers, number one, lawmakers should conduct a full audit of federal, state, and local government's efforts to address health care. And I think that's a great point. Uh, 100% agree with that. I think there's too many moving pieces right now, and I don't think that there's enough communication or I guess the word that they like to use is interoperability. Not a lot of people are really all on the same page as far as what are we doing to uh, to help fix and address health care. And a lot of actually actually happens at the local level, as you will hear here very shortly. Number two, states that did take legislative action on at least one of the ACA insurance market reforms should repeal those provisions. Um, the ACA did take away a lot of state uh, authority. Uh, a lot of the... Um, Rhetoric on the campaign trail of letting people sell across state lines. One of the th- the things that people may or may not realize is that insurance is regulated at the state level. 
more so than it is at the federal level. However, the ACA gave uh, the federal government more power in regulating um, insurance. And so this, uh, their, their point is, despite having this authority taken away, states should evaluate the steps they took to comply with and implement the ACA, and they should repe- uh, create a plan of action to repeal or modify any laws that they might have changed that aren't, aren't consistent with this law. Number three, states should implement a robust, timely verification system that verifies in real time uh, eligibility for Medicare and other welfare programs. I would agree with that 100% uh, because there is a, a significant portion of folks across the country and in, in and in states as well that are eligible for these programs but not not enrolled. And uh, as a policymaker standpoint, I can remember when I was working out in D.C., uh, we always struggled with these these uh, these efforts. How do you make people aware that they might uh, be able to qualify for this assistance? Uh, number four, states expanding Medicaid should, under the ACA, should uh, seek innovative ways uh, to um, address some of these things, maybe by combining them with the private health insurance market and other things. Agree with that 100%. That's one of the wacky or difficult issues with with where we are right now is um, certain states did not uh, expand Medicaid, whether you agree with that or, or not. It is, um, it is certainly... Um, caused some of the unraveling for uh, folks accessing care. Number six, certificate of need laws consistently restrict competition. Um, 36 states to continue to impose certificate of need regulations. Um, And uh, certain states like Tennessee are are very, very, um, are are worse off than others. And they had previously uh, resulted because of this in uh, less, less hospital beds, fewer hospitals offering critical services like MRIs and other things. Uh, This is kind of an administrative headache that needs to be addressed. Um, Number seven, lawmakers should protect and empower healthcare innovators, especially when they offer consumers an affordable option to access and timely care. Uh, Hard to disagree with that. Access has been one of the most difficult portions uh, of the healthcare puzzle. And in particular, the rising healthcare premiums, deductibles, and co-pays have kept a lot of younger and healthier individuals out of the system, driving up the costs for everybody else. Number eight, implement the Volunteer Health Services Act, protecting physicians from lawsuits when seeing patients under the 200% of the federal poverty level. That The uh, medical malpractice is certainly a problem all across the country for many folks. Number nine, ACA's Cadillac tax, which you can read about on our blog, healthreformexplained.com. It was a tax on quote-unquote lavish health plans, but these are no longer available to many Americans as the the laws have changed and employers have stopped doing that. The problem is cost of health care has gone up, which is uh, leading to many policies potentially being susceptible to the Cadillac tax in the, in the next uh, few years. And then finally, number 10, states should move towards a more flexible, constrained spending on employee plans, meaning that uh, they should pass consumer-driven direct primary care, which I I am a a big fan of, which allows many many folks to uh, provide a monthly fee covering their primary care needs. And uh, we've got a great company here in Omaha, Convenient Care Plus, that that is what they do, and they are doing some really great things for a lot of folks out there. And so those are the 10 
steps to rebuilding health care after an Obamacare collapse. Could it happen? It might. It, it could not. 2017, as we've been saying for many, many years now, is going to be a really volatile year for uh, all of us. And that's just because some of the, the way that the law was structured, some of those uh, important uh, financial protection measures for for these insurance companies taking on these sick people uh, are going away. And so that's why you're seeing such rapidly uh, increasing premiums. And so uh, we'll have more on this uh, in segment four as we break this down, as well as Medicare. Is Medicare as uh, as efficient as everybody says that, that it is? They talk about how it's so much more efficient than private insurance. So we've got to study Medicare administrative costs are higher, not lower, than private insurance. And we're going to explore those uh, in segment four. But coming up next, we have Bui Tut, executive director of Aqua Africa, as well as Kelly Crowell with My Little Patient, joining us to talk about uh, what they're up to here in, in the community. It's really neat, and you're not going to want to miss it. And you'll hear about it when we come back right after this.